0: Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 17 of the On The Rise podcast. I'm Alicia, and I'm here with my co-host, Molly. Today, we're going to be talking about worrying. We had a really great piece today by Michael Shook called Worry is like praying for the things you don't want. I really enjoyed this piece, and I think it's a good topic of discussion for today. So what did you think, Molly? What did you think about Michael's piece today?
1: Yeah, I loved it. I really loved it. Um... The, to- the title alone is, is really, really interesting. I mean, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm totally with with him on this piece. I, r- I really believe in it. So uh, yeah, it's awesome to talk about it.
0: Yeah. So would you say you worry today about anything?
1: No, I try not to worry about things anymore.
0: Well, that's good. Like I wrote the other day about like where your focus or your energy goes your focus goes and like today i did worry about things i wouldn't say it was like this excruciating anxiety but i am more aware aware of when i do worry like i was worried about when i was gonna get my writing done today a little bit and uh, like my schedule because i have something in my schedule today that i don't normally have so there was a little worry there but at least i'm able to identify it and then just be like it's gonna be okay yeah yeah
1: i mean i was probably like a little bit too cocky Probably worried today, right? Um, <laughs> like you do I try not to. I mean, I try to figure out what is going on. What it was when I'm worrying, and I try to to stop worrying at the first place, and then you know, try to try to uh, compensate it with uh, some kind of gratitude or stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like I worry today. That's maybe a better answer.
0: <laughs> That's good. So you're pretty good at mindfulness. What type of things do you do to be mi- more mindful of your thoughts?
1: um for instance I, I i do long walks, but on the walks, I try to be as mindful as possible uh mindful breathing mindful observing um yeah all those things i mean everything that i do is is for me sometimes a um a moment to try to be mindful about it, like standing in line or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. writing, waiting for some update on my computer or i mean everything could be potentially be um chance to to be mindful
0: about right and i think being mindful of your thoughts is like the first step to getting rid of things like worry and anxiety or depression anything like that because if you're not aware of what's going on your your thoughts just go wherever and you have no control of it so what would you say are some good things for people to do to start being aware of the thoughts they're allowing to enter into their mind
1: yeah, um, we probably said that before, but uh, it's powerful, mm-hmm. and that's journaling, right? Have a, mm-hmm. a little note uh, notebook with you all at all times, and if whenever you feel like you're thinking of something uh, um, worrisome or something like that, write it down. Um, whenever you think about something happy, write it down. Try to see if there's like a correlation. When do you feel happy? When do you worry? Um, things like that help really help you really out.
0: Yeah, and something that I've done that's helped me to be more aware of my thoughts was an exercise from the book that both you and I read because before I did this exercise, I was not aware of the number of thoughts that went in and out of my head and the book we're talking about here is The Master Key System by Charles F. Hannell. and the first chapter of that book has an exercise where you basically sit down in a room um, and sit still for 15 minutes or more And you just try to stop any thoughts from entering and exiting your head. And you don't think it's hard at first, but it was actually difficult because there's a lot of things going through your head like, oh, my arm is itching or what was that sound like? There's a lot of thoughts that go on constantly that you're not aware of. And once you uh, focus on being silent, then you realize that you can get control of those thoughts. And then you can move to the stage where you're only allowing positive thoughts to enter instead of negative ones like worry.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean that's an that's an uh, a same, that's an uh, an awesome exercise and it really works. But for instance for people who are listening now, mm-hmm. they they wanna figure out if they're like if they're mindful or not, or how how worried they are or how many thoughts are spinning in their heads. I would suggest just trying to do a mind ten mindful breaths. And that sounds so easy and I bet you if you're not experienced at it you won't be able to do it. Just breathe in, count your breath breathe mm-hmm. out, count again and do that 10 times in a row. And I guarantee you 95% of the people on their first time will not even can, cannot even count to three or to four. That's how difficult it is. So. Um, okay, yeah. so say that again.
0: So all you do is breathe in, count to four, you said?
1: No, so yeah, you can, you can do, um, you can do the, the easiest thing is breathe, breathe in and breathe out and count it as two. So breathe in is one, breathe mm-hmm. out is two. And go to, to until you're t- then if, yeah. you, if you can figure that out then you should probably go breathe in and breathe out and do that as one and do 10 like that so um yeah So, like just thinking- counting your breath
0: yeah so all you're thinking about while you're doing that is counting and then your breath going in and out
1: yeah but that's that's the thing it sounds so ridiculously simple if, I, if we talk about it right but that's the thing I mean I'm not saying we should do it now, but do this after <laughs> the podcast and we will see how difficult it is. Yeah. Just not think about don't think about anything just try to keep your your count just focus on how how much your how you count of your breath and that sounds so simple but it's very difficult, especially for beginners
0: No, I'm gonna try that afterwards because you know what during meditation they always say that you have to come back to your breath like you have to focus on your breath and that's how you clear your mind so I believe it will work.
1: Yeah, the, the breath is the most powerful, um, I mean, yeah, that said, it's a master key system, a secret system as well. It's the most powerful thing in, in, in what we do because it's both, um, we can both control it and we don't control it, you know what I mean? You breathe all the time. Mm-hmm. If you really want to, you can control it. So that's, uh, some would say, some kind of entrance into our subconscious. So the breathing, breathing is very important.
0: Right. And the other day you told me something interesting as well. You were talking about Tony Robbins is, or he has tried a challenge where he has tried to only allow, what was it positive or grateful thoughts to enter his mind?
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, that was, that was his thing, right? He's, he's decided like he was already um, with his second wife, but doesn't really matter. And he's like, I think he's 50 or 55. Doesn't even matter. And he's like, from now on, I want to be, all the time in a grateful state. So that was his conscious uh, choice to be that. So whatever was happening, if he felt he wasn't in a grateful state, he would switch to grateful state. But the thing is, if you say things like that, the moment you say that, <laughs> the universe is going to test you if you really um, <laughs> if you really want it that, that bad. Because when he, the moment he said that, he got a, a mercury poisoning. Oh my goodness. And, um, yeah, he was very, 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 very ill. So, I mean, it was a challenge to, even in those conditions, stay in grateful, grateful uh, state. So um, if you say things like that and you're not, um, you're not serious about it, you're not going to, it's not going to work.
0: Yeah. Because you said when you're in a grateful state, nothing else can exist, right? No negative thoughts can exist when you're in a grateful state.
1: Yeah. There's no stress. There's no anxiety. There's no fear. There's no worry. I mean, it's only gratefulness, and, and yeah, I mean, if you're in that state, a lot of good things can happen. Yeah. So uh, I, for me personal, I mean, I try to be there every time or every day. Doesn't have, for now, I'm, I'm not able to do it. I mean, all the time, but like especially minimum minimum one hour in that state, and that's amazing.
0: Right, and you got to kind of stay away from things and like people who are negative too, because even if you're trying to be grateful or if you're trying to be in a happy state, and like it's hard to stay there if you're constantly, <clears throat> excuse me, it's constantly around people who are in a negative state of mind, right? Like if you're listening to the yeah, news but, or if you're watching these some of these shows yeah. on Netflix or whatnot, they're kind of negative.
1: Yeah, but that's that's the that's the thing that you have to realize, like um, they're, that's poisonous. Their 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 negative feelings or worries or anxieties, they uh, they have, they affect you. They uh, affect you. So. Um, yeah, you really have to be careful about that. So um, I try to not hang around negative people because, um, yeah, it's bad for my, my own state, let's say.
0: Right. Like even yesterday, we were talking about like a situation with, I guess, your rental. And then I was talking about like my trip that I made and people had made comments that were not the most positive comments. And Even though I was still going to continue to do what I was going to do, it still like puts a little damper on your mood, even if you're going to continue to do that thing.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, nothing, nothing. Somebody else would say would probably uh, um, make you not go, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it doesn't make it happier. I mean, that's the thing. So um, that's something you you have to keep in mind. If you give negative advice to someone, I mean, most of the time, they're still going to do their thing, but you're just making it harder for them. So, uh, yeah, that's a great
0: point. And also, yeah, and also you have to like think about what the feeling is doing for you, like worry or anxiety. It doesn't do anything. The only thing it does is something negative. It only detracts from the situation. It doesn't do anything to help it. And if you have positive thoughts, they propel you forward. They cause you to do more things with your life instead of do less.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if it were only your, um, your, um, your worries that would I- impact your life, that would be okay, but it's much, much bigger than that because that's what I had I, I, I learned from the second reading of that book is that if you worry about somebody else, your worry is going to impact his life. So, for instance, he's sick and you're worrying about his disease, you're actually uh, reducing the chance of him to become healthy.
0: Yeah, like you're putting it on somebody else too. That's true.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you not only are you impacting your own future with your negativity, but you're impacting others people's future too because uh, you're creating something which are uh, negative, uh, negative feelings. You're creating something and uh, putting in that out there. So yeah. they have to be very careful about it.
0: Yeah, it's negative energy. And that ties into Michael's whole piece like worry is like praying for things you don't want, because prayer is like when you're focusing on something that you really want to happen or work in your life, and that's the same thing with any of the thoughts that we have. It's causing them to happen. Yeah.
1: So, Uh I mean, you could probably say that worrying is like the anti-praying, right? Uh Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, I didn't even think about it before I read it. That's what great old authors do. They put, I mean, they they make it so simple, but so uh, impactful. So, yeah. I yeah. didn't even think about it. That's crazy, but it's true.
0: It's a really interesting title. And like, even his site, he says, when we drool over like travel websites, imagining ourselves spend a lazy day on a beach and all of those things, like do you think those are good types of things to be focusing on?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of, of um, I mean, there's a secret and there's uh, the law of attraction and all that things. And they all have the same thing in common. is like, you don't you don't focus on how you will get there, but you focus on exactly what you want or how it's going to be if you get there. Mm-hmm. So for instance, say like the Costa Rica thing that you wanted to do, mm-hmm. it's like you would just focus on you know, Costa Rica, but you wouldn't start to think about practical things because I mean, you don't know how it's going to happen. same thing with me, if I want to be a billionaire or something like that, I'm not gonna focus on the exact way to get there because I don't even know that. Just right. focus on where you want to get exactly Goal. And uh, get that as, as, as clear as you can be in your mind. And I think that's that's how you do it.
0: Yeah, because then as you go along, if you're focusing on that ultimate goal, like the things that you do will start to line up because you'll your subconscious will remember it. Like, okay, that opportunity fits into or aligns with my goal. And one by one, it'll all start to add up and piece into the entire thing coming true.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. and-
0: what do you, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so um, I think he, the thing is, if you're if you focus on the the end the end vision and, mm-hmm. and not commit yourself to one way, you're flexible. So you you don't force yourself to make your money via real estate or via I don't know via the, the stock exchange or anything. You just like you know what doesn't matter how I get there, how yeah. I get there.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important to stay flexible as well. What do you think about uh, daydreaming versus visualization?
1: Um, well I I think I I think I would say I, I'm more a fan of visualization, but daydreaming is, is it's great too. Um the most important thing is that like you, you visualize it, that you get there, that you like I mean, really try to, to be there as, as 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 feel it what you want. And, and I don't know if I would call that visualizing or daydreaming. I mean I don't even know what I'm doing. I, <laughs> I never it's not something I picked up, it's just something I tried for myself at work. So um, yeah. yeah.
0: Cause I, I heard one time that daydreaming is like not very focused. It's like things that people wish they could do in life, but they don't really think they're going to accomplish. Like if you're at work, you're like, Oh, I wish I was on a beach somewhere or I wish I was doing this instead, but it's not very focused. Like it's not something that people actually think they will achieve. So Uh, it's better to actually visualize it.
1: Yeah. But that's, that's the, that's the thing, right? Uh, You have to really believe that you, that you're going to do that. I mean, at the moment you have some doubts in your mind about your your dream, you're not, it's not going to work. You have to really, I mean, you have to be 100% sure that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, there's, I think, what you mean by, about it, dreaming, if you just keep it, like, yeah, casual and, oh, wouldn't it be nice to do that? Yeah. Then I've, I don't think it's going to work either.
0: Yeah. So, do you think, like, society more, like, pushes, like, worrying and anxiety type behaviors?
1: yeah I mean that's what mainstream media is right I mean I read one paper a week when I'm at my parents' house there they have the paper i mean it's it's really disgusting i mean I, especially because i I haven't read one and I don't read it anymore so if I read it it's insane what like, how can they get away with it that's that's the crazy thing i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's only fear peddling and 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 that division and and greed and jealousy and class warfare I don't know I mean I don't am I the only one who sees it that sometimes I wonder about. yeah
0: no absolutely not like why do you think it's like that what do you think is the purpose that it's all negative
1: well yeah I mean it's business right and fear sells that's Mm that's that's probably the thing like like shock
0: shock theory or whatever they say
1: Mm -hmm. our publication focuses on positivity if you were to focus on negativity, I'll bet you we would have like 10 times more readers by now because people want to, you know what I mean, get, get their latest uh, thing about uh, the new. I, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's
0: yeah, but even it's- like when you, so when you leave the news, you don't feel good though. You feel like kind of more worn down. Like, and I noticed that people always like, they always clap more when the articles are positive and uplifting and they may read more when the articles are negative, but they don't clap as much because it doesn't make them feel good. Or they don't want to like clap for yeah. something bad
1: but like for instance the news it's the same thing that we're talking about mm-hmm. if you're talking about for instance i'm going to say like is the us going war with iran if you talk about that in a mainstream piece on the front page yeah and you focus those millions of people's imaginations on that fact yeah. you're in a platform going to make that happen i'm not saying <laughs> That's you, you know,
0: like, because you such, yeah
1: you have such a powerful responsibility you're focusing the millions of minds' attentions on something and you create it to 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 drum the to to drum on the war drum or you know it seem to yeah. you know I mean, that's that's the thing that's uh that's very powerful but uh, yeah that's yeah. that's also the thing that I feel like it's our responsibility to focus on the positive things
0: yeah absolutely so like I used to like watching shows that I haven't had time recently, but I watch things like you know Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and whatnot. And I probably will, like, I do like those shows, but when I do watch them, it doesn't make me feel that great. Like, it's a good show. What's your perspective on that?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel a bit, I have a little bit mixed emotions. I mean, I like Game of Thrones, so yeah. I watch it, of course. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like you say, I mean... I've read somewhere someone who says like if you have if you watch one hour of series a day then you're still have found your purpose. I don't know, I'm not gonna comment on that. But uh, I, I, did, I I kind of get what what that person wanted to to to, come, to convey. Um, but I, I still like Game of Thrones, and I still think you can you can watch them. I mean, I'm not one of those gu- those guys who like binge watches all days, uh, binge watches a whole day or something like that. I don't do that, so uh, I try to keep it under control.
0: Yeah, it's probably better if you do it in like little small increments because otherwise I think it does affect you more. I definitely used to binge watch like I would watch like at 10 and then watch it like at 2 in the morning or something because the shows are just so good. They're addicting and that's a problem too. Like a lot of things, they say fear sells, like it's addicting to people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I try to not good.
1: do that anymore. I, I then try to to focus on like Mad Men or like Bill, billionaire uh, Billions. That's like a shows that's kind of convey what I'm about you know, you know what I mean so I mean if you if you're in an in a parallel universe or in an imaginary universe and it's one that like tries to or stands for everything you stand for that's not bad in my opinion because it gets you there like for instance um, I mean when, when I first started looking madman I was like depressed and I didn't know what to do in my life and I was like what am I going to do and that universe kind of tantalizes you because I feel yeah. like, yeah, those guys are. You know what I mean? So in a way, that's good too, right? If it kind of stirs you up and and gets you out of the of the couch, couch, that's, that's good too. That's true. So something. I mean, there are some movies that are great, entrepreneurial movies that you're watching are like, yeah, I'm gonna do something now. That's yeah. great too. So, I mean, it's all about what it does to you and how. I mean, you know what I mean?
0: Right. And like, I think like, you know, just like worry and anxiety, things like that, there are an addiction because it's something that people are prone to doing unless they learn the other behavior. Like, how can you get addicted to positivity and thinking positive thoughts?
1: Mm, Yeah, um, I think I'm, I think I'm there now because if I don't do meditation for, for a day, I'm like, oh my God, I need to do it. So I think I'm like addicted to being in a grateful state now, so. The only advice I can give to people is to start doing it and you you feel better about yourself and you're, you're, you're going to want to spend more and more time in that state. That's the thing. I mean, if you've experienced true momentum, you never, never, never want to lose that.
0: Right. That's true. Do you think, well, I guess initially it's hard to get there at first, but once you actually start practicing those behaviors to be more positive, then it's something that you don't want to let go of. Like you said, once you experience true momentum, you don't want to go back.
1: And there are different ways to get there, right? I mean, one way is, for instance, physical exercise, getting in shape. I mean, that's one way to get somewhere. That's part of the puzzle. Um, mental, mental being mentally in shape, um, being in like very good relationships, having good friends. I mean, all those little, little, little things adds up. Add up to the to the to the puzzle. I mean, maybe the most important thing is like your spirituality, being in touch with that. So a lot of people especially in our modern society feel like they can uh, ignore that part and uh, if, you're not, if, if you ignore it then yeah it's not gonna work yeah
0: so it's basically about doing things that make you feel if you do things that make you feel better about yourself it's easier to become or be in a positive state would you agree mm-hmm. yeah yeah, like, like exercise. That's, that's like, yes. yeah i want exercising today we do the daily writing challenge uh, we do the daily podcast, and all those things make me feel like I'm accomplishing something. So therefore, it's easier to feel more positive about where I'm going in my life. And that's important too. Like if you're just sitting on your couch every day and not doing anything, then you're probably not going to feel that great right about your life. You're probably going to be worried about your bills. Like if you're not being proactive.
1: Yeah, and then sometimes, maybe, maybe just being positive about it is part of the thing. Because I mean, yeah. who knows what's going to happen with the podcast? Who knows what's going to happen with the daily exercise? but at least you're positive and you know I mean? Maybe that's also, also why you're, why you're doing it. Yeah. And, um,
0: that, that's, that's a good, that's a great point. Yeah. Like you have to try to do something. I think that's the thing, like do something with your life. Like your piece said, like be useful. Like before that, you probably yeah. weren't in a very positive state with your, what was it the piece that we won't have to go over the whole thing again, but like you had a piece where you were leaving a casino or something.
1: Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, that's basically that, right? That I that uh, I was laying on 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 the floor covered in my own vomit. I don't know why we always keep talking about that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but so uh, anyway, so yeah, and then the stranger said to me, "Look, you know what? One big piece of advice is be useful," and, and that really made a made an impact on me because it's it's so true, right? I mean, yeah. that's what. That's what you're about. You have to be useful to your friends, to your family, to your environment. If you're not useful, people are not going to to help you, love you. And you know what I mean? That's that's so key.
0: Yeah, I think that's why I keep going back to it. I love that piece of advice, be useful. Because I think once you feel useful in society or just to your family and friends, like you say, like you just feel so much better about yourself mm-hmm. and what you can do in life.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I know I I think there are people now listening who don't feel useful right i mean possible. And what i would advise is like try to find the smallest thing they can possibly do to make themselves feel better and you know achieve something and be useful that could be just like cleaning your dishes something like that you know what i mean you yeah. did something and you just made the world a little little, little bit better because a lot, I mean, that was how I was in the beginning, too. I, I thought too big. I was like, yeah, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to do this, do that, do that. But you know what? Just start small. Just uh, go for a walk. Just, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, say hi to your neighbor. That's so small. And it's, I mean, it's, it's doable. The same, I mean, you know, and by now, I, I love getting as simple as possible, right? So, like, for instance, writing one sentence a day, that's also, I love it because it's so simple. Everybody can do that. and There's no excuse not to do it. So, I mean, why not do that? If you feel like nothing is hurting in your life, just write one sentence a day. And you never know when. when.
0: Yeah, and if there's that thing that you're worrying about, like if you have a worry in your life and it's a constant worry about one particular thing, like try to do something about it instead of worrying. Like it's a little hard to say release a feeling if you're not addressing the actual issue. Like try to address whatever it is so that you can move on with your life and have less worries.
1: Yep, that's great, great advice. Like for instance, if you're worrying about money, I mean, just try to save one dollar $1 a day, one more than you did yesterday. I mean, just doing one thing that's already, I mean, grows from there. And then before you know it, you're, you're saving, you're investing, you're looking for new opportunities, you just start doing something. I mean, worrying is never, never, never a good thing. So uh, yeah. just start doing something that's like, helps you a little bit out of the situation.
0: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, do you have any closing thoughts for today?
1: Yeah, um, I think, I, I don't know if you've about that before, but uh, I feel like um, it's all about sacrificing a little bit of your time today to be happier in the future. Because, like, I'm happy now, but I'm, I am because I sacrificed uh, time in the past, like, talking about two, three, four, five years ago, and I started sacrificing my t- time then to be happy now. It's the same thing with now. I'm now sacrificing my time now to be happy in 10 or 20 years. So sacrifice your present, a little bit of your present to be happier in the future.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be the end of the episode today, guys. We thank you for listening. This is the close of episode 17. If you liked it, please give us some claps on Anchor and follow us and we will see you tomorrow.
1: Okay, bye.